Welcome back to DevCast with me, Doug Koenig. Today, I have a new friend that I found on Twitter. is Chris Gannon, and we will talk about SVG. Welcome, Chris, from Thank London. You. Thank you for having me. Yeah, uh, It was really fun. I, I was looking for some SVG experts, and I got a couple, and uh, you was the first guy that, uh, that said yes and raised your hand. So now you're here on my podcast. So very welcome, <laughs> Chris. Who, who are you, Chris? Uh, uh, my name is Chris Gannon. Uh, I'm from the UK and um, I am an interaction and motion designer um, and developer. Um, I sort of do, uh, I do both, I do coding and, uh, and the sort of visual end of things. Um, and uh, I've been um, doing a lot of work in SVG for the last 18 months or so, um, primarily uh, using GreenSock. Um, as the animation platform um, because that is the animation platform that I used when I was doing a lot of Flash. Um, and, uh, you know, I know the guys at GreenSock and they, um, they've spent a lot of time making sure that the SVG, uh, the SVG uh, animation is as good as it can be um, using GreenSock and they've worked really, really hard and it's, you know, it's, pretty much the only animation platform to use for SVG. And it, it allows people like me to um, not worry about the, uh, the the technical limitations or the technical aspects of browsers and all that sort of stuff. It removes all of that and just allows you to focus. We, on, will, um, we will probably talk more about the tools later in this podcast. Yeah. But if we should start uh, with the history of SVG. For, for me, SVG has been around for very many years. I think it was uh, ratified or something by the V3C in, in 2000 or nine, even the, the last century or something like that. Uh, do you know uh, what's the history about SVG and how has it been under the radar for so long time? Well, I mean, uh, yes, I think it was, I think it sort of um, was born uh, in 1999. Um, and uh, I mean, it's a it's a vector format that can essentially be um, be uh, defined within the browser in an XML format, um, uh, which in itself is extremely powerful, um, and and so you would think that it would have taken off long ago, but at that around that time, or actually a little bit before, um, other vector formats, albeit proprietary, um, were. Were, you know, were being were out there, like for example, Flash and Flash um, could create the same kind of uh, scalable vector and graphics that um, that XML could. Um, sorry, that SVG could, but it also had a you know the Flash IDE. It had a plugin to play it back. It had a lot more tooling around it, uh, and I think. Uh, SVG was kind of was 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 somewhat overlooked because there were other tools that did the same thing but were were a lot more um, fully fully formed if you if you see what I mean. Uh, I think that also Microsoft had the format in the beginning of the uh, of this uh, well this small war it was called VML or something like that. VML, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but but Flash won that time, but now it's back again. <laughs> yes, because <laughs> um, I, I mean, I, I was I was on a um, what was it was it was the SVG summit, and we were talking about um, SVG and the history of it, and and somebody said that um, SVG is making a comeback, and 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 I I I thought well actually that's that's not quite right because SVG 
has never really been here. It's never really been at the forefront. It's never, it's never gone away in order to come back. It's actually making it's, it's finally making its proper debut. You know, it's, it's finally, um, you know, coming to coming center stage, uh, and rightfully so, because it is, you know, it's, it's streamlined. It's, it's, um, you know, it's, it's lightweight. Um, it doesn't rely on any plugins. Um, and, um, you know, it has relatively good browser support. It's not perfect, um, but uh, yeah. So it's. Um, uh, but but the very uh, important thing is, the, of course, the browser support because all modern browsers, including Internet Explorer, now have uh, support for SVG. Or. Uh, yes. Yeah. And. Um, uh, I, I, I I think you'll find that some some parts of the SVG um, specification are implemented better in some browsers than others okay. um i uh, i come across more often than not um, and i'm not firefox bashing but i do find with svg i find when i've created something or i've built an animation or an interactive um something or other uh, i'll test it out in firefox and uh, in other browsers and, and usually or quite often something breaks or is not right in firefox and i have to write um, specific code to to get it to work in Firefox because there are a few sort of major um, issues that they that have been overlooked. I know what they I know what some of them are now, so I have to you know <laughs> have to write the same thing over and over again to um, uh, to uh, to make it work. But um, yeah, but I mean I mean modern browsers and you know uh, you're looking at um, phones, you know uh, Android. Um, Chrome, uh, Chrome for Android and uh, and iOS and Safari, you know they're all modern browsers because phones are relatively modern and so their support is very good. That's that's rather interesting because uh, Flash died because it was not uh, available on the phone. So now we have SVG, so we can uh, get the backdoor into this uh, kind of. Uh, or to say support for this kind of um, animation and uh, and uh, such stuff. Yes, um, the, uh, the the there there are a few problems surrounding SVG at the moment, and they're not necessarily technical. I think one conversation that I'm having quite often at the moment with clients is is more of an educational um, conversation about what SVG is and what it isn't, um, and how it can benefit them, uh, how it's safe. I think there's been a there's been some talk about how SVG isn't safe. It's perfectly safe, um, uh, and uh, uh, so it's yeah, it's um, it's not so much about um, uh, yeah. We're, we're having to take SVG right from with clients. Certainly, I'm having to take it right back to the beginning as the, and tell them what it is, and how it can benefit them. Um, and I often use Flash as a as a sort of comparison in terms of the kind of graphics that it can create because Flash has been around for a long time. It's not really around now so much, but everyone is familiar with Flash and what it can do. And, you know, I always wanted to be able to do in SVG what I used to be able to do in Flash. The other problem is that there is no kind of... 
there's no um, workflow. There's no um, tried and tested workflow with creating SVG. You know, the, the 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 people I know who are creating a lot a lot of SVG stuff, we all have different ways of doing things because there's no, you know, there is no definite. Um, as I said, tried and tested way of doing it, which is in some ways is kind of a good thing because we're all still experimenting with the best way to um, the best workflow and the best way of of achieving the best results. So, uh, so you know, it's it's a, it's an exciting time for SVG, I think. Yeah. So, so what is SVG then? What what's the feature? What's the highlights of SVG? Uh, the scalable vector graphics is the the name of it. Yes. So, what is your elevator? Ele ele you know the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> my elevator pitch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, my elevator pitch. Um, if you would like, in uh, resolution independent, lightweight graphics that run without um, a plugin, directly in almost every browser, every modern browser, then SVG is your is your uh, tool of choice. Um, because it delivers, um, it, you know, they, you can minimize it. You, sorry, yeah, you can minify it. Um, you can um, uh, you can nest one inside another many, many, many times. Uh, you can um, you can even nest JavaScript and other um, coding inside an SVG file itself. There are security implications around that, but you know, so you can actually have portable. Um, an SVG file that is portable and that has everything that runs inside it. So, I mean, this kind of thing is 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 you know attractive to, for example, the 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 banner ad um, uh, networks because, for example, at the moment, if you want to make a banner ad, there are lots of different files that have to you know, that you have to include it's not just html it's javascript and css and uh, and any imagery uh, whereas with uh, svg that can all be included in one file so it's it has portability as well so um, if you particularly need that so you know there's 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 you know svg and uh, is is becoming you know it, it's 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 kind of the stars are in alignment for svg because of um, we we live in a much more mobile oriented world, um, so uh, we need lightweight uh, graphics, and uh, SVG does does that in spades. You know, uh, just to 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 make a comparison, we have two what you can say um, native supported uh, graphic libraries in in the browser today. It's the canvas and it's the SVG. So uh, when should I use the canvas instead for SVG? Do you think? Um, there are some drawbacks with um, with SVG, um, and the the drawback is its strength. Um, and I know that sounds contradictory, but typical English. <laughs> when when you're um, when you're animating um, vector graphics, a vector is basically um, a series of mathematical point, is points, x and y points. Um, and if you have a complex shape, then it is a, basically a list of com a, a, a long list of x and y points. Now, if you want to animate that, even if it's a simple animation across the screen, if you have something like um, uh, I don't know something complicated. Oh, like um, like a text outline, or like the letter S would have a lot of uh, of lot of um, anchor points all around it. 
um, uh, you know, dots that make up that shape. If you if you want to animate it left and right, the computer uh, that it's running on or the browser is having to calculate all of those individual points um, and add and subtract x and y values to it all, the whole time. So. Um, you can run into performance bottlenecks with SVG quite quickly if you're not careful um, because of the way that um, SVG is built. You know, it's, it's around mathematics. And um, uh, and not only that, you're having to work out all the maths, but you're also having to render it to the screen, um, you know, on every frame. So um, you have to be kind of careful with, with SVG. Um, Canvas, you know, Canvas can be extraordinarily quick. Um, when it comes to you know things like games, you know if you're 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 more likely to get a, a fast-moving game at 60 frames a second on Canvas probably than than an SVG. Um, you can have responsive Canvas, I think, um, but it has to keep refreshing. Uh, you know, it doesn't just scale up um, like stretch up and scale up like SVG. You have to then refresh the um, uh, the the Canvas. I, I'm not I'm not a I'm not a um, uh, um, a big user of Canvas. I don't use it that much. Um, you know, I prefer a, a more sort of raw vector format than a than a bitmap format. But um, you know, I, at the moment, uh, I've seen quite a few demos recently of people uh, using SVG to generate their graphics, and then they're um, burning it to a canvas um, for that performance. So um, that's that's you know, you can use SVG and Canvas uh, in tandem. Uh, which is, seems to be quite a good way of getting around the um, the sort of calculation and render problems that you can face with SVG if you're not careful. I have an example. Uh, I'm currently working with a facility management system uh, where I should have a floor map uh, rendering in the browser and in real time see if desks are occupied or not. And there I have really had problem to... Uh, I I can uh, render the, the floor map in itself as an SVG, but it takes too long time. So I have uh, rendered the, the floor map as an image that I have in the SVG file, and then I have objects above or on that image, which are SVG objects. Right. Uh, so that was a thing that I need to do anyway. Yeah, mm. I mean, um, I think... Uh, with the way that with the way that yeah that's that specific example um I th it depends how you've a, a lot of the thing with svg is is how is preparation is how you draw um your original graphics and it is crucial that um you leave no fat on the on the on the bone if you see what i mean you need you have to make sure that Everything, all of your graphics are as simple as possible, and everything is. If you don't need to um, animate specific layers in your um, uh, in your SVG, then you flatten them down to a path um, uh, to 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 minimise the amount of compositing and and layering and that sort of thing. So, um, I imagine that there could be some improvements made on your specific floor map. Yeah, I think um, so. The, the problem is where I, I need to convert it from another format and I don't have the time to do this uh, uh, compression and, and uh, optimization of the image. But I, I understand completely because I think it's rather many points that I don't need. 
Uh, yes, I'm sure. Yes. I mean, that's not so much about compression because that, that can come later when you actually minify the file and, you know, you remove white space and, and yeah, any, any I, unnecessary I tags. Yeah. It's actually going, yeah, going through in the in ink. I mean, you, you, I'm not sure if we were recording at the same, you were saying you use Inkscape. Um, and, um, you know, I use Illustrator, uh, Adobe Illustrator um, just because, uh, it, you know, I have a Creative Cloud subscription and I find Illustrator is... Uh, is um, it's it's a familiar UI and it does everything I need it to do. So um, I'm not hugely familiar with Inkscape, um, but uh, I'm sure they have similar functionality in terms of being able to go through your your graphic and uh, and removing unnecessary anchors and simplifying shapes that uh, that don't need you know lots of complexity. And so you can shave off a huge amount of um, uh, performance bottleneck and file size by uh, spending a little bit of time in the in the green room, so to speak, before you go on stage. <laughs> in, me, in my case, it was even so that I, I uh, did an, a PNG image and then I do a, a tracing of that to SVG. Ah, right. Well, that, oh. that that that's that's the problem. I mean, when you when you trace an image, a bitmap image to to a vector format, um, you end up with, you know, tens of thousands of points. Because you'll, it's unlikely that you'll ever get a very, very smooth edge uh, on a trace, on a bitmap trace. You'll always get ever slight, so slightly bumping where the where the image has been anti-aliased, and so all of those points are being drawn um, as individual anchor points on the SVG, which is going to make, which is just going to um, bog your entire file down. So, um, what I tend to do is, you know, depending on the on the content. Uh, for example, your floor map, you know, it, depending on how what, what the style of uh, of it is, I would normally redraw it myself, um, and so so that it is uh, lots of lots of native shapes, native circles, and rounded rectangles and rectangles and uh, and and polygons and that sort of thing, so that you're keeping things as raw and as native as you can, um, and you've got control over how all the shapes were drawn. Um, you know, I think if you're tracing images, then you're 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 going to end up with. A it, messy was, file. It, it was time constrained, so. Yes, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Yes, of course. Yeah, we're we're all under them. <laughs> so uh, before we start talking about the tools, because I think that's rather interesting, is uh, it's not only to to draw a vector image; it's also uh, animations and styling in SVG. Could we talk about them first? Animations. What can you do with that? In this, oh, what can you do? I mean, uh, there, I, I would probably, uh, well, well, where to start? Um, what can you do? Well, um, you have native shapes. I mean, let's start at the start at the ground ground zero. You have native shapes in uh, an SVG, like um, a circle tag or an ellipse or a rect tag, uh, and these are native tags that, that, that they they look like an html tag you know they start with a um uh, an angle bracket and they say ellipse uh and then they have attributes inside them that describe that shape so if you have a circle you would have an uh, uh, an r attribute for radius and you have a cx attribute which is the center uh, the center x and the center y so cx and cy attributes and they describe where on the page it sits and how big it is. And you also have stroke and fill 
Um, and uh, and th those all describe, you know, the, the, the size and the color of the stroke size uh, and, and the, the, the color of the fill. And so with that in mind, you can then with JavaScript uh, and CSS, you can take those attributes and change their values. So if you want to have um, a circle that grows from, you know, a radius of 20 to 30, you can just animate the R attribute to add 10 or you know animate to 10 or you know, go up, one up one up one up one up one up until you reach 30 uh, and so there are you know there are a number of ways of animating um native uh, elements in svg but the do more, you, the but, more, but do you need uh, javascript to do that uh, from the outside of svg file or is it a, uh, some support uh, natively in the svg to do just the uh, the transformation of the of different attributes yes there, yeah there are there are um native transform um styles i think they are and so you can do transform colon and then you can do rotation and and scaling and that sort of thing um i, I don't i don't use the those um those that way of doing it because um i've always used javascript to animate because javascript is javascript is more powerful um and for the kinds of animations that i want to do most of the time i need that power and i need that uh complexity and i need the ability to sequence um, animations and retime animations and um, you know uh, nest animations within one within another and all those kinds of things so um, there, there are you know the the animation tools that come with it, the transformation tools that come along with SVG natively you know they're, they're great and they're powerful uh, if you want to do relatively simple things and their smile as well, SMIL, which I think is becoming, I think is is either deprecated or becoming deprecated in various browsers. It's, it, it was the, uh, it's a, it's a another, it's a sort of an extension of SVG insofar as um, you have animation tags uh, inside your SVG and you can control looping and um, uh, you have more control over the animation itself. Um, again, I haven't really used um, Smile. Um, because you know, I just I I'm interested in in getting um, ideas down and executed, um, and if I know how to do it with a specific um, language or tool, then I'm just going to use that because I'm more interested in the idea and the creation rather than the the tools I use to do it. So. <laughs> Um, so, so we will talk. I mean? Yeah, yeah, I, I completely understand, and and we will talk about the tools very soon. So, mm -hmm. because it has very, I think it's a, you have a, several really good tools that you can use to animate SVGs, and we will talk about them a bit later. Just uh, how how about the styling? Because that's also a rather interesting thing that you can use CSS to style your SVGs. Yes, um, uh, and. Uh, there are some there are some fairly quirky um, SVG specific um, uh, styles or you know style uh, properties um, that uh, I, for some reason I don't know why they are. For example, if you have SVG text and you want to center it in in CSS, you would do text align center. 
Um, whereas in SVG, it's text anchor, which is the property, and then middle, start, middle, or end. And so you have these kind of strange differences um, that really <laughs> that really complicate things unnecessarily. I think a lot of those things are becoming... Um, are, are now changing over to standard CSS. So in in current and future browser versions, you'll see those coming into line with normal CSS. But yes, there's there's a lot of styling that you can do with CSS. Um, it's rather great to don't uh, don't incorporate this kind of styling into the SVG anyway. Yes. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, um, I, I often do styling in uh, in um, in JavaScript, but I think sometimes it's just a lot quicker to to restyle an entire set of um, strokes or an entire set of uh, fills with CSS, um, you know, it just makes it quicker. And uh, it's uh, so I sort of I sort of jump between the two. Sometimes I'll I'll uh, I'll mainly do do stuff with JavaScript, but I'll also do some styling with um, with uh, CSS. Uh, for example, like um, you know, if you wanted to again, another sort of strange quirk um, is if you want to change the color of some text. Um, in CSS, it's color. Uh, in SVG, it's fill. Uh, and so the, 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 these these things you have to sort of bear in mind if you're trying to style SVG with with CSS. They have there are, uh, but again, sometimes it's completely the same as CSS. So it's just a question of looking it up <laughs> and seeing and seeing why it doesn't work, and then you realize, oh, it's a it's a slightly different um, syntax or a slightly different property name, or you know, so. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty powerful um, uh, CSS, and, and I think and I think there's there there uh, you know browser vendors are spending more and more time um, realigning SVG styling um, with with CSS uh, to make it a lot easier because um, uh, you know uh, as we said earlier SVG is now coming to is becoming more mainstream and um, you, you need to make creation of it as as quick and as easy as possible for people. You you need you want that bar quite low, the entry level quite low, um, so that you know its a, its adoption is is greater. I think if you leave it as it is, it's it can be it's a little bit quirky, it's a little bit mystifying at the moment, um, and uh, it can only get better. I think. Uh, you're talking about maybe that the browser vendors will change something. Do you think that the new SVG format or a new version of SVG is uh, on the rise? Um, there's SVG two, which is um, I think we're on one point two at the moment, um, and I think version two is underway. Uh, I have no idea when it's uh, when it's due. Um, I, I tend not to pay much attention to. There's no point in hankering after new versions. You just wait until it comes out. Um, you know, and uh, uh, you know, I, I read up a little bit every now and then, but. Um, the uh, a lot of these um, uh, working groups and bodies, uh, I don't know if it's my perception, but they it, progress seems to be quite slow in um, uh, with these, and maybe it's because they're I don't know if they're if it, they're volunteering or um, I don't know what the process is to 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 get a new version underway, but it's. Uh, it's much slower than it, I think it needs to be. <laughs> it would be nice to, because you know we we need to be getting this out now, so that the new people coming on board learning SVG, um, uh, they don't have to bother with a lot of the old sort of clanky syntax. They can just get on with a more more modern, more fit for purpose language, 
um, you know, that uh, that um, is quicker to to render, quicker to write, uh, is more familiar, and uh, yeah. So I, I I hope SVG two comes out mm. soon. Great uh, tools. Then should we uh, first talk about tools to create SVG files like? Uh... Uh, like Illustrator, I have used Inkscape, which is a free uh, tool that are rather complex uh, and is working on on all operating system, I think, including Linux and of course Mac and, and Windows. And you have used Illustrator, and I know from my uh, part of the world, Microsoft world, I know that you can export from Microsoft Visio to SVG files. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, do you know any other tools uh, that you can use to create SVG files? Um, more and more, there are there are online editors. Um, if you search for SVG online editor, there are ways and means of creating your own SVG. Because essentially, all it is is generating tags. All you need is I say all you need, but there are, <laughs> um, there are there are developers out there who are creating. Um, editors out there for 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 generating you know a visual editor for you to to generate your own SVGs and uh, some of them are you know starting to get more mature, mm. but um, uh, but uh, they are still very simple I think and so yeah. uh, yes wow. but you you know but everything everything has to start somewhere you know yeah and uh, and I think you know I mean I use Illustrator because it's part of a Creative Cloud membership no no not because it's because of that membership I li- I like Illustrator I used it before. Um, you know, I've, I've used it for a long time. Um, it is expensive, the Creative Cloud um, subscription, and not everyone can afford it. So Illustrator is not necessarily available to everybody. Um, and uh, so there are uh, there are alternatives like Inkscape. And there's another one that I am trying to remember and it, the name has completely escaped me at the moment, and it's okay. really annoying. I think it's. I think it might be Mac. I, I, I'm mainly Windows based. Mm. Uh, I do have Macs, and I use. I do use Macs for various tasks, but I mainly work on a uh, on Windows. And I think this particular one that I'm this editor. It's it's an offline editor that I'm thinking of. I think it's um, Mac only, and that's why it it never really comes into my. Um, into my um, my vista, so to speak, mm. because uh, because I'm only ever uh, on a Windows mm. machine. I can't remember what it's called. I should probably do a Google search right now and uh, and try and find out what it's called because um, you can uh, do I, you I can it. you can do that afterwards, and we can have yeah. it in the show notes if if we find it. Yeah, I know. Uh, oh. I think it begins with S, but anyway. Um, so yes, there are there are um, there are ways and means of exporting SVG, but. I think SVG export um, has been neglected in uh, in a lot of uh, vector generating apps and packages because it hasn't really been that popular up until the last year or so. Uh, and I think now, for example, talking about Illustrator for a moment, you know, the last um, ma- uh, major release of Illustrator had a whole load of SVG export functionality added to it because Adobe realized that you know SVG is becoming uh, you know more mainstream and it's uh, and it's being used a lot and um, and people need those tools uh, and so they um, uh, they hired Dimitri I've forgotten his surname 
to, uh, to to build these um, this export functionality, which um, you know streamlined the whole um, the SVG export. It removed a lot of the rubbish that the original um, SVG save as functionality was generating, um, and uh, so it's a you know, it's a vast improvement on uh, on on how it was. So you know, for my uh, for my money, uh, Illustrator is. Um, is a great way of creating uh, SVG graphics. Um, I, f- I have used Inkscape, and I found it, as you said, it was it's very complex, um, uh, and uh, I I was confused. I became confused quite quickly. <laughs> okay. Oh. Um, well, with, with it, but uh, I think you know that's it's just new. It was just new software to me, so I, I think it's um, you know anything anything worth learning takes time. So. Um, yeah, I, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't dismiss Inkscape at all. I just don't use it, um, you know, very often. Tools to uh, then uh, use SVG. I, I found uh, SVG again uh, after ten years or so, I think, uh, through D3, uh, the the visualization uh, engine that are rather popular, I think, to visualize uh, graphics and or um, uh, numbers and diagrams and, and such things. So from my part of view, it was, was D3. But I think D3 will be another podcast here, so we will not talk about D3. But do you have any experience with D3? Um, yeah, I, I, had a, I had a quick delve into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I, I think D3 is has been very popular. Um, and, you know, I... Often when I um, when I'm looking online for various um, answers to SVG questions, I will find that often the the sort of accepted answer is a D3 answer. Um, this is how you do it in D3, as if it was D3 was the standard SVG you know way of of, of animating D, um, SVG. So so yes, I mean it's um, it's been it's certainly quite pervasive, and uh, a lot of people are, are using it uh, or have been using it. Um, and um, I didn't particularly like the syntax. No, it's I'm... a it's a bit different than you are used to. But it because uh, it's because it's use uh, it's central around data, not around SVG. Uh, yes, yes, and I think if, I think if you're going to be creating infographics or um, yeah, as you say, pie charts or um, or graphs or anything um, that represents data, I think D three is fully geared up for for that task and um you know you 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 might spend quite a long time uh trying to do those kinds of things without it um so yes it's um it's uh i think it's probably the a great tool um for specific tasks my aim has always been to uh, to create just free form animation which i'm not entirely sure d3 is is the best tool for no i don't think so uh, another tool that i have uh, found on 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 the web is a snap svg snap uh, yes yeah. of course yes yeah, snap that's what i was thinking of it's not an offline editor at all was this is snap svg yes a library yes and i think that's more for free form so and i think we have other form uh, other libraries but i really want to hear about the library that you use because i have never never heard about it um well i use um greensock um, it's also known as GSAP, uh, the Greensock Animation Platform, and Greensock has been around for a very, very long time. Um, uh, back in the Flash days, um, you could import and use 
the green sock uh, animation libraries it was tween I, I i think originally it used to be called tween light and so you so um, when i say green sock some people they don't they, they don't know what green sock is and then they say oh you may know it as tween light and they say oh yes i used to use that you know many many years ago mm-hmm. but maybe and, I, i haven't never been a flash developer so maybe i haven't uh... Uh, yeah, so so you say you you probably wouldn't have come across it, you know, um, and and only in the last uh, where are we, maybe five years, um, or I don't know five or six years uh, has it been has um, Jack from Greensock he uh, ported over the library from uh, ActionScript to JavaScript, um, and the, because I was using it for such a long time with uh, ActionScript, um, and as as was most other people you know the performance that you're getting with with green sock is is superior to to you know, any other um animation platform um when when i and many other people made the switch from flash to um you know javascript or wherever wherever we went um uh green sock realized that that transition to um javascript and animation uh, javascript animation was going to be made will was going to be made much more uh simple and familiar if greensock came along with it uh, and so he he rebuilt um the greensock for javascript and it pretty much used exactly the same syntax as it did for actionscript which for people like me was was just brilliant because it meant we could hop from one animation language or you know from action script to javascript almost seamlessly you know and we always had green sock as that sort of um that comforter in the background to 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 keep things familiar and so i always i've always used it and um so yeah it's been going around you know he's been he's been building this um platform for a long time and the, and the great thing about green sock is that um They Greensock are very active on their forums. They listen to people. They create versions of, um, uh, you know, if there are requests for certain functionality, you know, Jack can just build that straight away, and he'll give you a version of it that does it, and then people can test it. Uh, and uh, and if it works, and if it's good, and people like it, then it it goes into the the next release. So you know, it's very it's a very organic, um, responsive. Um, uh, platform that um, evolves with the needs of its users. Uh, I mean, I sound like I'm sort of advertising it. Um, I, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> uh, I don't work for them or anything. I just, I, I'm, you know, I just find it's a very, um, you know, I've contributed quite a lot to Greensock. You know, I, I say to say to the Greensock guys, look, I need this to happen, or I need to be able to do this. And you know, sure enough, a day or two or a week later, I've got a version that does it. I'll test it, and if it all works, and, I'm, and we're all happy with it, and it and it seems like it's a a valid addition of kilobytes to the the core engine, then it it gets put in as a release. So you know, this is a this is a great um, you know, and Jack is very um, mindful of file size and performance, um, and so you know, this this is a very important um, you know. Okay. Okay. Is it easy for me that has never used ActionScript to learn this, or is it easy? Yes, for... you don't. Yeah, you don't need to know ActionScript. So this is this is nothing to do with ActionScript. Mm-hmm. It just uses the it just used the same syntax. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's I mean it's a purely you know if you looked at JavaScript uh, if you looked at a a tween max or a tween light animation 
I could, if you if you know JavaScript, I could um, get you to understand it in five minutes because it's really not complex. Is it just a library or is it any tool source so you can do some keyframe uh, animation? Because my when I see Flash in front of me, I see the, the timeline. Um, yes, so, so um, GreenSock works using virtual timelines. So you can create a new timeline max, for example, and then you can place your uh, individual timelines or individual tweens along that virtual timeline. So you can say at, at at zero seconds, I want the the circle to move from here to here, and then at um, at two seconds, I want the square to get bigger. But I also want um, that that original circle uh, to uh, you know um, its stroke to get fatter whilst that circle or that square is is doing its thing. So you can do multiple sequencing with it, um, and you can you know the, I mean because there's there's Hundreds and you know, there's it's an unlimited a number of things that you can do with uh, with with tween max and tween uh, timeline max. You know they're they're um, they're not keyframes in in your traditional sense, um, but you do sort of create timelines that are virtual, so to speak. Is it a tool just so I can see how the, the timeline is, is running, or is it just that I write code, so say, at 0 0.5 seconds, uh, blah, blah, blah? Or... Yes, yeah. So you, you have to sort of visualize it in your head. It's, uh, it's just, a, you know, you, so you include the um, tweenmax.js script from a CDN, um, from a content delivery network, and then from then on, you can, if you have, say, um, a circle that has an ID of my circle, you can say tweenmax.2, you know, hash my circle, and then the duration, so one second, and then whatever you want it to do, um, you know, uh, uh, exposi or CX position, so move the CX um, to 400 or move the scale, change the scale to 2 or uh, change the fill to blue or, you know, the stroke colour or the stroke width or um, uh, there's, there's, you know, you can animate pretty much anything that has a property, you can animate. That's the, that's the power of it. Are there any other tools that you use when you develop SVG? Well, my workflow um, is I create and, and draw everything in Illustrator, um, and 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 the, once I've once I'm happy with with you know the bits that I've drawn, I tend to copy those individually over into a text editor. So I literally uh, in Illustrator you can um, you can select the graphics on the stage. You do Command or Control C to copy it to your clipboard, and then you can paste that into a, a text editor, uh, and that will come in as an SVG file. And then inside there, I can, um, you know, I can change things to classes, or I can, you know, I can um, add my own um, uh, groups and group. The yeah, all, and... Uh, yes, all that. Stuff. I mean, you can you can group. In Illustrator, you can group, but you can only group once. You can't group a group. And so sometimes I would like to group groups or take a group that is in a group and then group that. Um, so uh, often I'll group something in Illustrator, which is the only level you can go to, just one group, and then copy that into Sublime Text. I tend to use Sublime Text. Um, and 
then I'll sort out my structure, maybe change the IDs to um, to something that's more, you know, something that I want, or or I might add some classes, um, and then when I'm happy with the structure in in the text editor, then I'll copy that over to um, well, I, I I mean at the moment I'm using CodePen all the time because CodePen is you know is that um, it's a, a, an online uh, HTML, CSS, and JavaScript uh, editor, for want of a better word, but it has you know um, real time feedback of of your um, of what you're building. So yeah, it's you... re it's really really great. CodePen, I love yeah. CodePen. Mm. You know, it's um, it really you know it makes um, the creation of of work for me so much faster. Um, because you're getting that instant feedback on on all the uh, when you make an edit, you get an instant feedback, instant feedback. So it's it's great. You know, I love CodePen. So so yeah, my 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 workflow is Illustrator, text editor, CodePen, and within CodePen, I've always imported um, uh, GreenSock and and the various plugins that GreenSock has as well. There are you know there's a morph SVG plugin that it has, so you can morph uh, different paths together. Um, so you can morph from a star to a an elephant, <laughs> or a, a, you know a, 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 any shape from one shape to another. It's an amazing morphing tool. It's the best SVG morphing tool out there. Um, and there's you know there's also line drawing a plugin called Draw uh, Draw SVG. So you can draw lines uh, very simply, and you know and use those in, in combination with the virtual timeline. You can start to see. The complex animations that uh, that you know that are available to that you know that you're enable that sorry that they enable you to to create so it's a very powerful combination and that's why I haven't really bothered to learn anything else because GreenSock does everything that I want it, that I want and more. <laughs> so uh, if we should uh, time to wrap this up, this is really really good podcast. But uh, what should we use SVG for? We have, we have of course talked about. Uh, charts and graphics and visualization there is thing i think is a really good place to have it but uh where do i should i uh, use it uh, in other places you said it's in commercials in ads for example yeah um, well i'm um, yeah i mean the the ad the ad networks are are slow to to move away from from flash you know they've they've invested a lot of money and time into the flash network so they're they're taking a while to move away from flash but um no i mean uh, uh, the beauty of uh, one of the one of the beauties of SVG is that it's um, resolution independent. So, if you want to create uh, high impact, colourful, um, retina ready, for want of a better word, uh, graphics that you don't need to swap out, you don't need to do any kind of um, screen density testing to to work out what which images to serve up or which um, you know, uh, then SVG is great for. Um, just having the sharpest, crispest looking graphics um, on on high density um, screens. So that's that's one uh, that, you know that's one uh, reason to use SVG. Um, if you're if you're serving up um, you know, high impact animations on a low bandwidth uh, to you know to low bandwidth users, SVG is another great format because you can get you know, you get a great bang for your buck with SVG. You can do a lot um, in terms of uh, high visual 
quality in a relatively small file size um so you know you you're you're really getting a lot for 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 a little with svg uh, in many ways you're getting you know high uh, high graphic uh, quality for low file size um so yeah that's um uh, th there's a lot of reasons to use svg one thing that i read more and more about is the so called svg icons and uh... Uh, what, what's that? Is it a good thing to, to SVG. use SVG icons just for for brand? Oh, icons! Or, yeah. Oh, right. Sorry. Yes. Well, I mean, uh, I, of, yes. I mean, why why not? I mean, if you're uh, with icons, if you're using bitmap icons, you're going to have to serve up um, different resolution. If you want to have you know your site looking good on the latest. Uh, retina or you know high density screens mobile tablets um, then you're going to have to serve up a different image which is a lot of work um, for when you're creating those icons the content creation so um, why not create just one uh, SVG icon that not only is it resolution independent but you can change the colors of them you know very easily um, you can change any manner you know any kind of attribute inside that icon um, you can change it uh, via code so you you've immediately got a huge amount of flexibility with uh, svg icon that you don't have with a bitmap um, you know you've got resolution independence you've got the ability to change and animate if you want to and maintain that um, that high resolution so yes i mean i think you know there's been a lot of talk uh, github have just changed all of their um, icons to uh, SVG icons um, because they can see the value of having these you know, you know small file size high impact um, and high quality SVGs uh, in their place you know I need to, to ask you it was a question that was uh, uh, <laughs> that come to my mind right now uh, Adobe have another format that is rather pop popular on uh, on the web and it's of course PDF could you use uh, SVG instead of PDF in some cases? That's a good question. For um, example, if you want to have a, a text and uh, it will be as it looks on the paper, could you use SVG to draw that page instead of PDF? Well, the nuts and bolts of um, of any vector program or vector display is maths. You know, it's vectors, it's points on a page. Um, so, um, I mean, I think along with PDF, there's a whole load of PostScript stuff that comes with it to to help you with layout and 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 printing. Uh, specifically, PDF I think is um, was originally you know for printing. Um, it's the portable document format. It's for printing um, uh, high resolution portable documents. Um, so um, I think SVG, it, it it's not really meant for that. PDF does that very well, although it's a proprietary format. I think it's a proprietary format. Um, but SVG is not really designed for that, although you can print um, SVG perfectly, you know, a perfectly good high resolution. It's not really designed for um, uh, layout in that way uh, now, I don't think. I think... Um, <clears throat> you wouldn't animate the contents of a PDF. 
and I don't think you would necessarily uh, send an SVG for someone to print. So I think they have their they have their um, use their, cases. Their, yeah, their use cases. Mm. So and uh, yeah, I think what one is good for one and one is good for another. So. Um, Okay, thank you very much, Chris Gannon from London. It was really nice talking to you, and you have made you have made my um, I think interest uh, even higher for SVG and the future of SVG. So I hope in in five years we have a big SVG conference where we will meet and talk. I'm kind of hoping it's uh, it's going to be earlier than five years. I'm okay. Kind of hoping in in a, in one year. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much, Chris. Thanks, Doug. Cheers. Yeah.